This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Empty nest syndrome refers to the grief that many parents feel when their children move out of home. Social worker Julie Saxine will be giving a talk on this topic as part of the Hebrew Kaddish Community Outreach Programs. Talia Gottlieb, also a social worker, has been running the programs on behalf of the Cheb. Both are my guests now to tell me more. Um, Julie and Talia, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Talia, let's start with you. Tell me about what the Cheb is doing and the programs that you're running and why. So we have a whole bunch of services that we offer to the community, but specifically this program that we run is called the Enrich Program. And what it is, is that it's a series of talks that we run every month on topics that are relevant to the community. So because our community, our Jewish community, is a sample of actually what's happening in the broader society, we need to kind of tap into that and we need to look further into that and see what exactly is happening so we can kind of address those problems. We look at different diverse factors such as your age and your gender and what we try to do is tackle those factors and create talks that are more appropriate for the different types of age factors and and, um, ages. So, for example, in the beginning of the year, we had a talk on the first year of marriage with Joel Shapiro, which is a totally different age group to the MTNS syndrome. Yeah. Uh, um, The Cheb obviously deals with issues facing our community, and you know about it through the social workers. Yes. And are are you getting more and more um, worries, or is this just to kind of circumvent things that you think may be out there? I believe it's all prevention, um, prevention before it actually starts to hit um, a little bit more deeper than what it is. Um, obviously, when it comes to the social workers giving out information, it's totally confidential. Um, the social workers can't let go of any information. But what we do is that we try to link certain topics and trends that are happening within, from the clientele, and we try to tackle those topics. So the kinds of trends that I'm seeing, are, 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 is our community in more distress than it was, say, 10 years ago? Or do you think these are just the same issues and emptiness syndrome, for example, it's the same issue that you would get whenever? I think it's pretty much the same issues. I mean, you, you get, for example, we had a talk last month on screen ages and how to manage our teens and tweens on um, social media. So I believe that that would be a little bit more prominent now than it would have been 10 years ago. But definitely like something like the emptiness syndrome, a few talks that are coming up on autism, and we can chat a little bit about those later, um, have been going on for a long time. And we just want to create a platform where people can actually come in and stop the stigma, create a place where people feel safe to ask questions, to come in. And we, we want to be the face of the community and answer questions that people are struggling with. Are the talks well attended? They are well attended. They are. So the need is definitely there and you just need to work up on the momentum. Exactly. Um, Unfortunately, I would love more people to come. I just think the topics are, they they hit home a lot of the topics and people don't want to come in and show their faces that they're going through what the topic is talking to. So that is a real concern. How do you deal with that? We just carry on. And when we, when I introduce the topic and the talk to the audience that comes into our center, I say, please encourage your, your friends, family. Um, I also try to, I mean, I can see the certain topics that hit a little bit far too home. So I am making it and trying to make it a little bit more broader, but not taking away from the social issues that the community is facing. Yeah, no, um, I know. Th- I think we have a solution in that maybe you come here and we talk about it on air as well, as we are going to do today. Mm. Because if it affects anyone, it affects us all. 100%. We are that kind of small community that whatever's happening in any household affects all of us yeah. at some level. 
And like I said, um, we, we're not, we, we're not different to any other community. Okay. There's every issue that we have in the Jewish community, we're going to have in the broader society. We just see it because we a very close knit community. So we do see a lot more issues. We do see a lot of people coming in for certain problems that they're facing. So Julie, you will be giving a talk on this coming Monday, 31st of July, on the empty nest syndrome. How big a thing is it? Well, it is big. It's not as big as when the children immigrate. Um, and I think that 10 years ago wasn't as rough as it is now. So it's when that last child leaves home, it gets its name from the bird that uh, flies off from the nest. And it can be a wonderful time depending on the age of the parents, but their status, if they're married, if they're single, their health, um, their financial situation. It sometimes comes with retirement, with retrenchment. And so there are, you know, more than one issues at the same time. And so my advice always is just, we call it rock, rock yourself back into your um, centered space before you make decisions. I'm selling this house. I'm going to follow my children to Israel, Australia. Just rock. Just get your center. Just understand what is happening. It's been such a frenetic time to have children and um, lift schemes and rugby practices and play practices and people in and out that you are just left. It's quiet. You look at your your um, bathroom. The towels are in place. The <laughs> toothbrush has got its lid on. And it can be such a wonderful time, but also such a sad time. And often parents feel guilty because they were so impatient and they were so intolerant with all this um, busyness that they didn't appreciate. And now they look at the room and they think, oh, why didn't I understand what was going on? So that what goes on in the empty nest. Judy, you've raised so many different issues <laughs> there. Know, I wow. I mean, let, let's start right at the beginning okay. of what you said. And All that right. was um, empty nest syndrome is worse now because kids are going overseas. So the implications of that are a lot greater. Absolutely. Because it's not just like, oh, we'll do lunch on Saturday. This is... We can't really. We've got to FaceTime is the best we can hope for for possibly years and end. And then that next stage with you meet, you're missing out on the grandchildren and the children, the adult children. I want to discuss um, in this talk how we now parent our adult children because we are no longer the center. We are no longer the, the, the thrones, the kings, the queens. We're in the periphery. We'd be dethroned. And it is terribly difficult for us. And the 11th commandment is thou shalt not give your adult children advice. <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want to hear it. They don't heed it. They don't appreciate it. And we look at it and think, but we gave all this advice for 18, 20 years and very good advice. And, of course, it's good advice. But now it's changed. We have to look at our adult children as adults, as equals. Um, we are not 
in that controlling position. And it takes a lot of control on our side. It takes a lot of maturity. And what do they say? They say, bite your lip, um, uh, zip up, bite your tongue. You have jaw pains. You have <laughs> neck pains. You just have to watch it. And we tried to encourage independence in these children that are now leaving, but it comes over as indifference now. And they've got self-esteem that comes over as thoughtful, thoughtlessness. And so it's an adjustment on all levels. You mentioned then that um, p parents whose children are leaving home are in their own specific um, stage of life. Absolutely. You mentioned retirement, um, all kinds, getting old, suddenly aches and pains coming. Is there a sense of abandonment? It can be. It can be, depending again on the situation of those parents. Um, are they alone? Is there retirement or retrenchment? How financially secure? If they are married, a very interesting thing that we're observing, maybe you've also seen it, is that... Um, because of longevity of life, the partner looks around and says, oh, gosh, I've got another 30 years with this spouse. Uh-uh, I'm out of here. And so there is a lot of divorce and separation at this stage on top of everything else. But my advice always is just stay there. The energy and the effort that you're going to put into a new relationship, put into this one. We look at our partners now. We haven't noticed them for years because we've been so busy and frenetic. They say if a marriage can um, endure the adolescent years of the children, it will last. <laughs> but we have to work on it now. We have to look at each other and see, um, each, we have to see, we have to hear. It could be such a lovely, enriching time. And it can be something that is also very lonely. And as you say, the feelings of abandonment, the feelings, look what I gave. Look at the sacrifices I made for that child. And now they're gone. There's a lot of illness because we don't have its manipulation. I hate to say that. But there was this one case. The mother, we thought she had a heart attack and rushed to the hospital, and we found out the daughter was leaving home. Well, the mm. daughter couldn't leave home. Her, her mother was sick. Yeah, and so she didn't leave home. So it can be all those things. So it can be healthy, but it can also be toxic. It should be healthy, this age. And also because of our financial situation, Kids want to leave. They, they, they adult, they want to have their own life, but they can't financially. So they are dependent and they're still living at home. And that also creates problems. Adults and adults, we, you know, they don't want to listen anymore. They don't want to uh, do as we say and could, our commandments. And so it's also difficult. Is the emptiness syndrome more extreme if Dependent on different circumstances of why a kid leaves home, or it doesn't matter. Once they're gone, they're gone. It's just yeah, the same. Yeah. The and same sense. A of, uh, lot of them are coming home again. You see, they can't manage on their own, 
and but like overseas the the American woman can't wait for this emptiness stage. They go back to college, they start new careers, they travel, they find it so invigorating and wonderful. Here because we have spent so much of our energy and time being parents, it's much more difficult. But it should be a time for the woman to enrich herself, to find herself to be fulfilling. And I always say, just go back. Go back to when you were a child and say, what did you love to do then? Was it painting? Was it uh, dancing? Was it gardening? Go back and do a little bit of that for yourself now. It's your time, your time to find yourself, to find your voice, to put in boundaries, to stop being so guilt-ridden and, and you yeah. Guilt-ridden. Um, the job of every parent, I think, is to be guilt-ridden. So this is now a good time to let go of that Absolutely. guilt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the children want to see us okay. They, it's very difficult for them, too, because if we are not okay, then they are bound. And we, the adult, are also bound in this um, sandwich generation. We may have elderly parents that need us. Um, with immigration, siblings leave, and you, the mother, is the only child here that has to take mom or dad to all the hospitals and the uh, medical appointments, and that's also difficult. So it's all different stages that the empty nest introduced to us, and we have to look at it. But I run groups. And, I was just going to ask. Yes, there must be support for us. And they were wonderful. The, the 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 women come together and they are angry and they are happy and they are wondering what's the next step and we discuss it and we share it and um and and I encourage them do your passion come on take a little bit of that time that you spent with the with the children for yourself now do it grow fulfill yourself and then it's so enriching for all around. Julie, where do you where do you run your sessions and your groups? And I how? have a private practice, but I've run them at shuls. I run one at Sunny Road Shul, and um, it, it's it's lovely. You know, the the community very happy to come, and we share. And as I say, it's very fulfilling and enriching. Because I imagine you have, as you said, so much more time on your hands when you're not spending every, you know, late afternoon schlepping. And that's right. That's and right. it's also time for new friendship. Exactly. So there are two things that I also um, emphasize: happiness and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so with that void, sometimes people are filling that void with pleasure, and that's like the. Um, like uh, uh, what I want to say, alcoholic. So it's the whole chocoholic, workaholic, alcoholic, um, shopaholic. We mustn't do the holic. We have to do happiness. And there are the Fs for happiness. I know this brings a lot of smiles to people's face, but it's friends and friendship and faith. Friend, f- friends. Friendships and faith. So, Tally, just listening to Julie talk, I'm sure you're getting ideas for a whole host of sessions that you could potentially have. 100%. (laughs) Um, It it just seems like every, you know, you started by saying you had for first year of marriage. um, 
every single stage of human existence comes with its challenges, mm-hmm. actually. It does. But what Julie is also saying is that there is help and connection is part of it. So tell me a little bit more about Bechev. So just going back on a little bit more of support and help, um, I often like to find people who give talks that they can offer assistance. Um, so, I mean, what, what I will do is that I will get your information and your email address and I will pass it along to the different people who come to the talk on Monday nights so that they don't feel like they're leaving with nothing because it's very easy to come to a talk and feel so inspired and then you leave and it's like, uh, what am I going to do? The practical stuff. How am I going to manage this? What am I going to feel? How am I actually going to get through this? Um, so a lot of the time when it comes to the talks, I either leave an email address or a number of the speaker or we give a little handout so that they aren't leaving just with nothing. And upcoming talks and upcoming support for the staff for, and for the community. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, want to tell me a little bit about that? So the upcoming talks that we have, um, we have a talk hopefully next month on bullying, oh, which is a big, a big, ooh, a big thing. Julie and I were like, oh. <laughs> um, so it's just such a big thing. In, I'm, I'm not going to only say in our community, it's in the whole no, world. It's, it's big. Um, and I'm hoping she's going to touch not only on bullying in schools, but also cyberbullying, which is a big thing as well. Um, we're also going to be having practical strategies and interventions for children with ADHD. Um, and we're also going to be speaking about the autism spectrum, kids on the autism spectrum. So it's the different ways and how we can manage children on the autism spectrum. Um it's not all negative. It's not yeah. all bad. There's, there is and can be hope at the end of the tunnel. So that's what I try to hold on to with these talks. If anybody would like to be in touch with you, what should they do? They can email me. They can email me. They can phone me. They can phone the front desk of community, the community social services. I'm always available. How do you get onto the mailing list? So you would just pop me an email and I would directly send it to the person who's in charge of the database at the Chev and we will add you onto the mailing list. And once you're on the mailing list, you are, that's it. Yes. And you have an option to opt out. Um, but once you're there, you're there and you're getting all of our information and the amazing talks and projects that we have. And yeah. So if anybody has any questions for Julie, pop to the talk at the Chev on Monday evening. Um, is it at the Chev? It's at the Chev Rikadesha. We have an amazing center, brand new center. Well, it's almost a, a year old now, but it's called the David Laparty Center. It's on Sandium Gardens premises. Um, and that is where the Chev Kadesha community social services are held. And that's where we all have our talks. Is RSVP necessary? Just in terms of understanding and knowing who's coming just for spaces and for refreshments and stuff but there will always be a seat for you so you can you can just pop in if you find time because i'm sure many people have a lot of questions for you julie and then um talia i'm giving you the open invitation to say let me know when something's happening thank you and um i'd love to have you back and we can talk more about all these issues because it affects as i said us all great thank you so thank you very much to talia gottlieb and julie saxton um both social workers um and both involved with the hair